She throws it. She throws the raw dog die phone. Why would you throw it? Why would you do it? It doesn't make sense. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom and check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, uh, you should go hang out with Greg D and Genius, M- Genius McGee, that's hard to say sometimes, over at the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, who most recently uh, took a retrospective look at Toby Hooper uh, in honor of the, the man's passing. Yeah. Uh, but until then, until then, you're here with us. I'm Jack, and seeing to my right is Jake. And you don't remember anything we talked about last night, huh, Jack? <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who needs professional help. It's Mark. Hey, buddy. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 2017's Colossal, which, uh, whoops, and we'll get to that soon, which will be a lot of fun, but first, we've got to do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's do beers for fears. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? You know, I, I think there was a bit of a deeper meaning in this one. We'll get into it. There might be some spoilers for this movie, by the way. Don't think you got oh, that. Oh, good little. call. Yep. Yeah, um, we will We will Jack spoil this movie. broke that seal. I, I just think it <laughs> well, would be... Well, that was a review spoiler. I just think it would be in poor taste if I, if I drank anything alcoholic for this. So I'm just drinking water this week. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm drinking yeah. beer. Um, okay, good. That was a funny joke, it but was. I was hoping it wasn't. Yeah, but it, it was only... Uh, you knew he was Nailed lying. it. You Nailed it. <laughs> there is a layup this week. Um, I did not take it. I'm hoping, because I didn't want to go to the store, I'm hoping one of you guys did. Uh, instead, I went with a Ruination Double IBA by Stone, um, because this is a movie about a lot of shit getting ruined, um, both emotionally, or but also like a whole city. Um, ruinated, if you will. Yeah, they're getting ruinated. Exactly. So, Double IPA, great way to kick off a Saturday. I like it. Um, you know, I got to tell you, I took the layup. Uh, I am drinking PBR. Nice. <laughs> uh, Are you drinking it so that the label isn't visible? Uh, I'm not, and I'm also not drinking out of a bottle. So I didn't quite get as close as I could, but I did look for it out of a bottle. Uh, it's it just hard to happened find. to only be available in cans. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how they did that. I don't know if I've seen PBR in a bottle, aside from in this movie. Sometimes I'll see Rainier in a bottle, and that blows my fucking mind. Oh, yeah, that's weird. I believe it's yeah. pronounced Rainier, but sure. Sure. Fair enough. Jake, what are your beers for these fears? Um, so, you know, when you're watching a basketball game and a guy goes in for that uncontested layup and somehow things go horribly awry. Yes. Let's say I do. That's pretty much my last 24 hours. <laughs> um, I got, more. I, I got bottles of PBR for this podcast uh, yesterday after work, and those are gone now. <laughs> um, mistakes Stolen, were made. I assume they're gone. Um, I, I don't want to talk about it. Well, it's official. I had too much to drink last night. Anyway, <laughs> I have a backup. It's not as good. Let's just say I tried it. It rimmed out. Um, I'm drinking Flannel Friday by Harpoon. I've okay. never heard of this okay. beer. Um, it's a fall release. It's it's pretty good. Uh, it's just an amber, but it's very crisp and that's fine anyway jason sudeikis wears a lot of flannel in this movie there you go i tried yeah I he's he's like uh yesterday 
they call it a lumber sexual now, I think. Yeah. Actually, I think mine yeah. kind of really Who's fits it. It fits with the theme of this movie and the characters and what they do. Like, I had all the PBR, but I happened to just get, you know. You got irresponsible with it? You l- made it even a better. Bit, a little bit. <laughs> if If your brain cells were Seoul, South Korea, then you would have destroyed them roughly the same way? Pretty much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Gotcha. Nice. I, I'm actually happy with all of our choices this week, which might be a first. Hmm. Uh, frankly, I'm surprised <laughs> neither of you guys are shitting on me because that's usually a. I actually kind of liked yours. I, I wish yours you would have tied well. in the double IPA part to the fact that they were basically two things doing the ruinating in this movie. That would have been, oh, been better. Would've I am not creative enough to do that. Okay, well, <laughs> at least My one goodness. of us is. Mark, are you creative enough to tell us about what else has been rocking your horror world over the course of the last week? I sure am. To to report facts? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a left-brain kind of guy, Jack. I'm pretty sure that's science. Um, I have two really small things. The first of which is uh, last weekend was Labor Day. We did a uh, road trip of sorts uh, to home and then back to where we live now. And on that trip, we were able to listen to the Black Tapes podcast. Uh, I believe yeah, I you that. recommended this a while back. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm ever taking a recommendation from you ever again. <laughs> to be clear, I liked the first half of season one. And then I believe I said, as I continued listening to it, it goes downhill pretty quickly. Uh, we got about two thirds of the way through the first episode and turned it off to listen to something else. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, pre- pretty rough. I don't know. I guess if you're into it, good for you. Keep at it. But uh, not for me. Uh, the- <laughs> what didn't you? you like about it uh the voice acting is just absolutely horrendous yeah yeah Um, it's not the strongest suit yeah uh okay outside of that we got um a pretty good slate of horror trailers this week one of which was the new insidious movie insidious the last key Uh, i don't know if you guys have had a chance to watch that uh trailer but go out find it it's on youtube and everywhere you would ever see a trailer so it instilled YouTube. in me a fear I did not know existed. Key fingers. Yeah, it turns out <laughs> key, key fingers fi- are very creepy. Um, yeah, I'm sure if you are unable to access YouTube, it will be on television 300,000 times between now and when it comes out. Yeah. On to what, I've, what has actually been rocking my horror world. I've seen two movies. Um, as I teased on last week's podcast, I watched Houses October Built, which is on Netflix for free. Um I guess that's sort of redundant. If you have Netflix, you have it. Um, yes. This was... I didn't know anything about it. I thought it was based off of the hero image that uh, Netflix has. I thought it was like some type of slasher. Kind of like a see-no-evil level move into a house. There's a demon or serial killer in the house type of thing. It's not. It's actually about a... It's a found footage movie, which I also didn't know. Uh, is a. <laughs> it's about a crew of friends who are like trying to find the scariest haunted house. Either in the nation or in Texas, they end up in Texas. I'm going to have to pause you right there. Okay. I am like, Jack, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm fairly certain you have recommended this movie to us in the past. Yeah, this was... Jake. No, like like the long path, long ago. Oh, no, I definitely have not. Are you sure? Yes. Positive. He seems sure. He's more sure than I am. I don't know if he's more correct than I am, but he's more sure. I don't know why I even try to get your help on anything, Jack. Continue. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I took the dive, watched it primarily because Houses October Built 2 was in our horror release roundup this month. Super excited for that. I likened this movie last week and I'm standing by it to Hell House LLC. So well, well, eh, where Hell House LLC 
That was that's a really hard sentence, guys. Where, Where Hell, Hell House LLC is about what if it like, was uh, Genius McGee's Hell House LLC? Uh, no, that'd be fine because the L's and H's and R's all have, we're getting we're getting away from the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> it doesn't fine. make it easier to say. Um, Dick. It adds syllables, and that's about it. In any case, where Hell House LLC is about. I would say some type of monster or supernatural force inside of a single um, haunted house. And go see that movie if you haven't already. I think we've all given that a glowing recommendation. Houses October Built is much more focused on like what creepy humans can do. Um, There's some stuff that's just like here's walking through a haunted house and that's creepy and whatever. But there's a larger kind of overarching plot of being stalked by people who are like way too into haunted houses. Sure. Um, so, if you're the type of person who prefers, like, serial killer, actual human-type horror to supernatural horror, uh, and you still like Hellhouse House LLC, give this one a go. Uh, I highly recommend it. I thought it was great. I'm really excited for number two. Excellent. Uh, I like that. Lastly, I watched Belko Experiment. Um, Jake oh, watched yeah. this one about a month ago, I think. This is the John Gallagher Jr., John C. McGinley, a bunch of other people who you'd recognize. Um, Big Head from the HBO show that Silicon Valley he's in it. Um, the orderly guy from ER is in it. It's got a great cast. Um, it does <laughs> standard. Yeah. Standard blood arena. This is a player unknowns battleground type of scenario at your workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it too much. It is a very entertaining. What was it like 90 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm not, it's just straight up violence and gore. I, other than that, I don't think there's a really a whole lot of horror here. But I mean, aside from just the basic concept, y- sure, yeah, still quite an entertaining ride. Uh, this is about as violent as movies get. Eh, maybe not yeah. quite, but it's it's like an it's eight out of ten violent. on the violence scale. Yeah, it's high. Nice. All right. And Mark, how did you watch it? As if I don't already know. Uh, I got that one on Blu-ray in the mail. Shocking! Yeah. Wow, I actually, I'm just, I am Dude, surprised by that one. Actually, you can't you can't argue with Blu-rays as a good method of like watching movies. They they look better than own any other player. streaming method. How do you I don't not think I own a Blu-ray, Blu-ray player. player. I don't know. That seems like okay. a you problem, Jack. <laughs> well, that's a good list, Mark. Uh, I wasn't able to watch a horror movie this week. I was very slammed at work, but I was engrossed in a new podcast I've been listening to, which is fucking awesome. I think they're like 20 episodes deep at this point. It's called the My Neighbors Are Dead podcast. Um, It is fucking hilarious. It's horror adjacent. It's not like an original fiction horror podcast. What it is, is uh, an improv comic uh, whose name is Adam Peacock gets a smattering of guest uh, hosts on, and it's an interview format. Uh, where the other person, often a comedian, uh, one of the more recent episodes featured Paul F. Tompkins, uh, for example, nice. is playing a, not an on-screen character, but playing someone in the world of a horror movie who had to deal with it. So, for instance, one of the earlier episodes, he interf- interviews a guy who owns an outdoor shop in the town where the Blair Witch Project happened during those goings-on <laughs> about how bullshit it is that people won't come into a store to buy outdoor products anymore because they're scared of camping. Um, the Paul F. Tompkins one, there's another uh, woman comedian whose name I didn't know, but uh, they, Paul F. Tompkins and her, are playing the other next-door neighbors uh, to the, the house in Poltergeist. And just talking about what terrible neighbors they are. It's fucking hilarious. It's just, it's improv comedy, but the it's rooted in these horror world. One of them, uh, there's a comedian playing um, a six-year-old girl who's a classmate of the kid from The Babadook. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It, that it's kid just, was obnoxious. 
Yeah, she talks a lot about that. It's just fucking hilarious. Um, it's just I can't recommend it highly enough. I've had a blast listening to I every mean, that episode. That doesn't sound horror, Jason, at all. That sounds horror. Yeah, I guess I just meant it's not like it's not like original fiction horror like the Black Tapes was, which is a podcast Mark mentioned earlier. Sure. Um, yeah, it's but squarely this is, horror. This is a horror-related podcast for horror fans. Yes, which is absolutely. why we are here. If you like Jack. what we're doing, you're sure as shit gonna like that. It sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Jack. Let me ask you yes, something. Mark. Might you describe it as post horror? Uh, I don't think I would. No. Okay. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Miss that layup too, Jake. It's fucking amazing. Um, there's there's the, the episodes range wildly, as I think you can tell from the Blair Witch Project to Poltergeist to the Babadook. There's one about the witch or the Vavitch. It's just it's great. Listen to it. It's amazing. Um, nice. Yeah. It's called My Neighbors Are Dead. And on cool. what, uh, where are they available? Is it just basically everywhere? Wherever you can get podcasts. All right. If you found us, yeah. you can find them. <laughs> Pretty much. That's yeah. yeah. That's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Jake, congratulations on being able to find our podcast. <laughs> We're getting better. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jake, what's been rocking your horror world? A uh, couple. The first of which I actually had watched. I, I held back last week, uh, when we reviewed Spring. I had watched a movie that Mark kind of off the cuff was like hey you should watch this we'll talk about it during spring and we didn't because it, it didn't fit uh i watched afflicted which is a 2013 found footage flick from canada um basic premise two dudes go on a road trip and are filming like a vlog about it uh to europe and the europe thing happens but i kind of missed the connection to spring outside of europe being a continent <laughs> It's a road trip movie that is creature based. Yep. That is set in Europe. I felt it had a very similar tone. I in fairness to me, really I made the recommendation. Based. I made the recommendation to you guys um when I was about halfway through spring. Oh my god. Spring spring kind of takes a left turn a little bit, but uh like the tone changes did pretty you, heavily. Did you stop spring halfway through and resume it or were you messaging during spring? I was messaging during spring. Okay. In any case, I, I mean, afflicted. That's a crime I'll, against humanity, by the way. I'll defer to Jake's opinion on this, but I thought Afflicted was a pretty good movie. So, worst case scenario, you just watched a good movie that was loosely related. So your your worst case scenario that you just outlined is correct. Uh, I did actually really like this movie. I think nice. m- more than anything, what stood out to me is the effects were fucking outrageously phenomenal considering the budget um this movie was made for like 300 grand and the effects were better than movies that are made for millions and millions of dollars in my opinion yeah Yeah. they do it was like it's i'm not going to give a number right now but it's high and it might be double digit on our scale as far as effects are concerned um i was of course when he talks about giving a 10 he can't actually give it we aren't reviewing the movie so i don't have to do shit um he's actually jack you're reading too far into it he's giving it an 11 (laughs) <laughs> that's two digits I, maybe no, he's giving it like a 9.5 I would 9. definitely 5, can you let me two. finish talking I would definitely get a zero re- two. see see what happens this is the crosstalk I love it I would recommend this movie listener yeah oh good glad you got that out yeah well it. you blew up my spot what else am I supposed to do the other movie I watched I pulled the jack and I watched this on a plane because I downloaded it onto my Netflix prior to leaving uh, I was also yeah, home with these yahoos last weekend and had a lot of travel ahead of me 
did not cry. Um, I watched The Transfiguration, which was a movie that I had on my list to see as far as stuff that's come out so far this year. Um, this is the best way I can describe this one is a movie that I would highly recommend as a very good movie, but I had absolutely no fun watching it. One of those. <laughs> this like a is a Gollum joyless thing. slog of a movie, but it is really good. So basic premise, <laughs> uh, basic premise of this one is there is a young black kid living in New York who is obsessed with and considers himself to be a vampire. Um, he's basically just like his, both of his parents have died and he's living with his brother in the projects. Uh, and, uh, it just kind of follows his story, but it is very unique. I can tell you that much right now. Um, high drama, the horror is there, but it's more from a real world perspective than I think that you could, you would expect going into it. Let's put it that way. I don't really want to say much else because I think it'd spoil the affair. Where'd you find it? Really good movie. Really good movie. It's on Netflix. You can watch it. If you have Netflix came out in april of this year i think we missed the boat on that one as far as horror releases shocking well it, it screened last year in festivals and i think it was fairly well known from that but it officially released in the u.s earlier this year you can get it listener netflix i'd recommend it but don't expect to have a lot of fun i know that sounds weird but you, if you see it or you have seen it you know what i mean i mean yeah i assume i'm i'm kind of just picturing the same kind of vibe as the vavich no. Second mention of the bitch. Really? No. I kind I kind of imagine a Lake Mungo thing. That's a movie yeah. that I think is very good and go. I recommend, but I don't too. like watching that. Um, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that movie, but also no. This one is just like so. I the plight of people, I guess, of life. Oof. It, mm, it one of yeah, those. There's some life shit in there, and I, I it's it's tough, but it's really good. Is it relevant that he's a, a black kid, or is that just something you threw in? I think that it's relevant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is this basically just Moonlight with vampires? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Significantly shorter period of time than Moonlight in this movie. <laughs> oh, all right. The whole movie takes place over the course of one second. Yes, about about, about that long. All right, let's go to the feature presentation. Yeah, fine. Over at azhorror.com this week, we watched a movie that came out this year in 2017, uh, Colossal, which was my pick in the horror-ish category. Yep. Um, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll do a deep dive on that movie pretty soon, but first, I think I gotta give us a plot synopsis. You do. And 30 seconds. Okay. 30 seconds. 30 seconds happen to be on the clock. <laughs> I just have to be able to speak. Uh, do to I do get this. a point for um, uh, nominal aphasia? Oh, uh, sure. You get a point. Sure. Fantasy. Boom, hashtag point. fantasy things. It's going to start when you start, Jack. Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis are little kids and they get struck by lightning, uh, which I guess means turns them into giant monsters in South Korea, but only when they're in a playground. Anne Hathaway grows up and moves to New York City where she's a burnout. Uh, She gets broken up with by her boyfriend and struggles with alcohol, so she moves back home to her hometown, reconnects with Jason Sudeikis, who owns a bar. He ends up being a sociopath, and they fight as the giant monsters in South Korea. Jason Sudeikis goes, uh, ends up being a giant monster who's trying to kill everybody, so Anne Hathaway has to go to South Korea Time. to Time. reverse the monsters and kill him. Not great. It, it kind of a hard plot synopsis, though. Not the worst we've ever done. Oh, heavens no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, um, 
You want to finish yeah. anything else you have to say about that? From what I meant by standpoint. reverse the monsters was that when Anne Hathaway goes to South Korea reverse as a person, um, she then becomes a monster in the playground where Jason Sudeikis is being a person and she yeah. murders him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just murders the hell. Out it's of not him. a good plot. <laughs> Review spoilers, man. Come on. <laughs> I thought this was lovely. Okay. Okay. Um, so I take it we're all in the same boat about what we knew about this movie previously, and that it was a movie that came out earlier this year. We talked about it on HRR. That is correct. correct. We all thought it looked charming, because that's our word of the month. That's our word of forever. Yeah, and it did. True. It's I a like new Jason Sudeikis very much, and Hathaway is a terrific actress. Uh, it just, it looked good. Yeah, that was the other thing. You insisted on calling her Annie Hathaway at the time. Yeah, little Annie Hathaway. Okay. Still sticking with it. <laughs> um... And, uh, yeah, so I, I picked that. Uh, I think it's the first time we'd all seen it. Yes, that is true. <laughs> I was actually really glad you picked it, because I've been meaning to get around to it. It was basically at the top of my list anyway. I got this one on Blu-ray in the mail. Uh, so it is available uh, if you're an old man. Yes. Uh, apart from that, I rented it on Amazon. Yes. I mean, if you're, like, a super old man, I don't think this ever came out on VHS. So that would <laughs> What about be Betamax? Dude, super old men just have cable. <laughs> yeah in any case uh sounds like we're kind of out of preamble so should we get into <laughs> what subgenres sure. of horror this fits the fuck into we are fresh out of preamble yes yeah, it's the best that. segue i've ever done you go for it jack you you get us started this is a monster movie sub subgenre kaiju sure yes. yeah correct i would agree with that <laughs> yep jake um it's kind of just that, man. I feel like I'm starting to shoehorn some stuff in. If if not, it's just kind of a kaiju movie. I guess you could try to rope in adult fears, but it's hard. Nope. Yeah. It's like... It's actually child know. fears that you still have when you're an adult. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like lack of validation and the fear of not being good enough and, and bullying. being a complete train wreck and out of control. Or being a sociopath? That's not really a fear, though, because you, you're, you're not really <laughs> privy to that if you are one. It's a fear that Jason Sudeikis' parents should have had. Probably. For their son. Mark, how about another subgenre of horror this Good fits luck. the fuck into? Uh, I don't have any. Nope. Okay. So here's the thing. We're <laughs> We've talked before Is about uh, horror comedy being a subgenre. But I don't even know if you can fit this into that. It's not I, funny, and I there's no jokes. I cannot agree more. I don't think this is a horror comedy. When I saw the trailer, like I, th I thought the first thing I thought of was how funny this was probably going to be. Very didn't, much expected this to present be a comedy. itself that way. There were funny moments. It wasn't a horror comedy, though. There was a funny no. moment. The only funny uh, moment is when she's dancing around, pointing at her genitalia. That is a funny moment. That's a funny moment. And the and the monster's doing it too. And that that's that's honestly like the only funny part of this movie, which yeah. is weird because both yeah. people are very like charming people yeah yeah man, but it did fuck. not it did not lean into the humor side of things nearly as much as it could have and probably should have definitely should have oh. well i don't know we'll get there. i don't know we'll about, about you about mark ever <laughs> all right what does the movie do right there we go <laughs> go ahead and start it uh Someone that's not me. Scariest movie I've ever seen. I. Oh my god, Alexa! I, it's got a detestable me. villain. 
<laughs> it actually does. They did, like that's, They did a good job making me dislike the villain. That's very sort true. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> I don't know if I fully agree with that, actually. I mean, I did by the end, no doubt, right? Like, it, it's yeah. Evolved, but the devolution well, like, of him from, like, what he was yeah. at the start was not balanced whatsoever. This is what it does right. His I'm not character right now. varies wildly. I'm but not, I hated him by yeah, the end. I'm of not it. willing to talk about that side of things yet. Somebody else go. I'll say the monsters look really good. Obviously, they're CG. Did they? For what they are. I like they look, them. They look pretty good for what I they are. Like I like them, too. They're supposed to be goofy. They're pretty unique looking. I don't know if I've ever seen that the monster before. The robot's just a giant robot, but the monster Tangential to the cool. monster, I do have a note here that I penned down probably 35 seconds into the movie. It happens to be my second note, though, because the first one was full frontal monster at 34 seconds. Worst <laughs> lightning since Mortal Kombat. It's not good Whoa. lightning. We are not here to shit on Mortal Kombat. A to Z Horror <laughs> is a pro Mortal Kombat movie and video Mark, game. Mark, 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 what? Mark, what? Mark. I didn't what? say I dislike Mortal Kombat, did I? I just said it had bad lightning. Mortal Kombat movie has and you the look best a lot of, at a lot of shit and it's not going to look good. Go to the whole reptile scene. It looks like a fucking N64, just like Rubik's Cube death vomit. Oh, man. It's not good. It feels like home. Rubik's Cube death vomit? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just talking over here. I'm just saying words. <laughs> At least he came up with something else that does right, Jake. Yeah, I'm carrying my weight. I thought I. I mean, when I, I started I have, that sentence, okay. I thought that Mark Jake had said that. Hey, I was, are you trying I, to throw? Are you trying to throw me the baton? Yeah. Okay. Here's here's <laughs> another thing that it did right, and you already touched on it earlier. Both Jason Sudeikis and Annie Hathaway. If you're going to talk Annie about Hathaway. Jack, Yep. They they are good actors, and they turned in, in my opinion, really good performances. Now, we were talking about how this should have been funnier, but I don't think that had anything to do with them. I actually thought both these characters were good. With, I, I liked, they just weren't what I wanted them to be. <laughs> I liked Anne Hathaway's performance a lot. Jason Sudeikis is tough to tell whether it devolved in the writing of the character or somewhere in how he played it. I, I don't, don't think it was how he played it. I actually yeah. preferred his character to hers. I'm highly okay. confident that was a writing thing. And, yeah. and I'll go one step further. Like, I don't even know. I'll, I'll have, I have some things to say about the writing. But as far as casting two actors who are generally known as, as lovable and comedic yes. actors in roles where their lives are in shambles and they're really not very good people. Mm-hmm. I mean, Anne Hathaway's fine. I, she's the protagonist, but um, it, it's actually kind of an interesting thing. I, I actually like it. And the other thing that's about this is that the marketing for the movie leaned into them being like really super likable people. Yeah. But all of the scenes were from like the first 15 minutes of the movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. Are you getting it? That could just be a tactic to like throw you off. It is, I, of and the, I I like that. Yeah, it's kind of like the audition approach where you advertise it as a rom com, <laughs> and then people come in and it's audition. I this was a lot like watching the audition. In a way, no. it kind of was. I don't know if you're being serious or not. I'm being serious. I felt as differently about this movie by the end of it than when I saw the trailers for it. As I never actually saw trailers for audition, but. But you're aware of how it was marketed. Like, Absolutely. It's yeah. a very famous story. In terms of being a pure romantic comedy movie about a sweet movie about a guy trying to find a new mom for his son. Yeah, I mean, but that that's then, one, that one's like a U-turn. This is like a slight right. This is a U-turn. Yeah, and part of my reaction is also just how I didn't expect it to be as bad as it was. I mean, okay, so we're really early into this segment. I don't know if anyone else has a what the movie does right to talk about. 
I got nothing. Uh, Tim, Jake is raising his eyebrows, be- which is great <laughs> for a for an audio segment. <laughs> I was thinking. Uh, Annie Hathaway's boyfriend at the beginning of the movie, uh, I think his character's name is Tim, has piercing blue eyes. Jack. Yeah. Is that... So That's good casting, good does casting right. decision. Good casting. You're just adding to that. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the story. They wrote that into the script. Must have Dan Stevens eyes. has piercing blue eyes. He used them to great True. effect in Down... Downton, Downton, Downton Abbey. Is yeah, that how you say it. Um, I've never seen that particular. It's, it's downtown, downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's all I got in the what the movie does right. So, so let's rewind it a little bit and just use your transition to go into what the movie does wrong, Jack. You said that this wasn't very good. What was like? Why? I think overall, it's the complete change in all the characters and how much I hate most of them, except Anne Hathaway by the end of it. Um, also just, just the writing of the movie is not good. How's the acting? Lightning round? Lightning round. Again, again, we, we talked about Lightning this. Round. I think, I think it's... Lightning round. Anne Hathaway does a very good job. Jason Sudeikis, Gloria. I'm unable to tell whether Jack. it has to do what? Shut the fuck up. Gloria, how she act. That's, Which one is that? That's Anne Hathaway. Hathaway. Jesus Christ. Oh. We're gonna do it this way, well, huh? Go. God damn it. Good. Jack. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis, he plays Oscar. I don't know. You don't know. Okay, this is going well. I don't know. Uh, I think it's bad, but it might be the writing. Joel, the dude she bangs. Uh, he's cute. Tim, the the other guy she bangs. (laughs) No, terrible, bad. But his eyes were great. Piercing eyes. Okay, how about Tim Blake Nelson? He played Garth. I like Garth a lot. That's literally all of the characters. Yep, that's it. (laughs) That was one of the weirdest lightning rounds you've ever. Done, Jack. You know what? This is like a double lightning round because of the lightning influence in this movie. Okay, okay. So let's talk about this in terms of what the movie does wrong. This happens because not at this particular park, just somewhere in this town, when Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis are kids. No, it is at this particular park. Did they turn it into a park? Yeah, that was the whole point, is they were trying to remember what occurred at that location 25 years ago. And what occurred was... Gloria, her character's name is, as a child, made a diorama, paper mache diorama of Seoul, South Korea, um, included a giant monster with it for some fucking reason. Because kaiju. I don't know. That's just in Asia, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Because Asia. Um, She gets bullied. No, no. It blows away her diorama into the woods. She and Jason Sudeikis go chase after it. And Jason Sudeikis has a giant has has a robot toy for a different reason. That's not that weird. Kids have robot toys. They're on their way to school. You would take. I I guarantee. I guarantee you, Jack, that you took a transformer to school when you were that age. I guarantee it. This wasn't a transformer. Well, it was basically this world's transformer. And they get struck a, by lightning. Oh, he's going to blow by it. Oh, he's just going to move past it. I'm, it could have been a go-bot. I'm just moving past it. I'm Jack. I'm going to move past things. They get so struck do. by lightning. It's fucking crazy. And that turns them into the toys they were holding at the location that Gloria it, made a diorama of. It creates no. a psychic connection between them and their toys' monstrosity form in yes. that they particular become, space. They become able to manifest their toys as giant creatures only when they're within 
let's just say 20 feet of that spot. But it also has to be a And only time. in South Korea. At a specific time of day. And only between 8.05 a.m. and 8.07 a.m., let's say. Let's say that. What? Whatever time zone they're in. Now, there is a way for completely absurd movies to just be like, some fucking crazy shit happened and don't worry about it, enjoy the ride. The same way Doctor Who does it all the fucking time. I don't know what it didn't this work about it This is not one of those here, movies. But oh my god, I hated it so okay. much. It was I, I think we've, we've touched on part of... I agree with you. I think part of the reason for that is because you're juxtaposing that craziness with what for these characters is at least it should be some heavy shit mixed with what at least maybe it's the way we were sold. It should have been some comedy, right? Maybe it's it's also who the actors that they chose for this movie are. So you have like crazy plot, serious shit happening for these actors, comedy potential, like this trifecta of things that just don't connect all happening at once. It creates this crazy cognitive dissonance. At least it did for me that it, it doesn't work. It just felt very off balance the whole time. Well, and the other thing that I think Jack is getting at is the way that scene is made is supposed to be like the origin story of these monsters that they now, at the point in this movie, everything's clear. Both of them know that they're attached to the individual monsters and whatever. And it's like the way it's shot and presented to the viewer is like, this is supposed to be your aha moment. You're supposed to take away and be like, oh, that's why there are monsters in South Korea. But it's just two kids getting hit by lightning in a park while one kid is stomping on a soapbox diorama. There's, yeah. It feels yeah, like Jason the Snake movie is bullying her. He is a dick back then too. Yeah. It it yeah. feels like the movie thinks it has explained something, but instead of explaining <laughs> it, has done absolutely no explanation whatsoever. Yeah. Which is made even worse when at the end of the movie she solves the problem by just thinking that this will work and somehow being right. That going to the square where the monsters are in Seoul, South Korea, will cause her monster to appear at this playground. Yeah, yeah would you have ever thought that that could be a solution? Um, unless I was living in, like, a Bill Murray Groundhog Day situation and I'd tried literally, literally a million other things. <laughs> no, this would be very low on my list. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no yellow mountain we can't climb. So let's talk about that real quick. Um, my favorite prop in this movie, she has one of those serial killer FBI investigator yarn walls of how the monsters yeah. work. Oh, but since they're like monsters, line to soul. <laughs> it's it's a map and like three pictures and that's it. <laughs> and and the best one is there's a map. It's just like a computer printout of the world. And there's a straight line drawn between they're in Maine and the monsters are in South Korea. There's and they pins. Just... There's pins in Maine and South Korea and yarn between those two. <laughs> oh, I think it's just a marker thing. Because what happens is she gets angry and the thing flips upside down when she walks past it. And that's what gives her the revelatory moment of, oh, the world. Like, also, I could also go upside down, I guess. Here's something. If there was a giant monster attacking South Korea that looked exactly like a toy I had when I was a kid, and I'd been struck by lightning while holding that toy, and it was sort of mirroring my movements, I don't think it would take me this long to think that that might have something to do with it. Now, I'd be a lunatic for thinking that, but I would definitely think it quickly. 
Also, how lucky is like Mattel or Hasbro or whoever that she didn't have any licensed action figures when she was a kid? <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, what if it's just Optimus Prime that's attaching, uh, attacking South Korea? <laughs> well, she never really attacked it. She was the good monster. She rode out by by doing millions of dollars of property damage, ripping up the road. She rode out, I come in peace somehow. I'm pretty sure that was already uh, a section of monster-inhabited space that had just been trampled into bits. She'd already showed oh. up like four or five times. At least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She fell over that um, one time. Killed like 20 people. Yeah, killed lots of people. <laughs> Speaking of which, another thing this this movie doesn't do a great job of doing is, like, this they would have had to have killed quite a few people, and the movie spends Thousands no time died. in the emotional weight there. There's, like, one scene where she's like, oh, no, I I hurt some folks. And that's that's it. Yeah, and then, it, I mean, it kind of yep. tries to use that reality to, like, add to Jason Sudeikis, to Oscar, sorry, we should probably use these character names, to his decision I to forgot be a dickhead. Um, yeah. Didn't work. Okay. I, let's talk about Oscar's let's talk about character these characters here. Okay. okay. Let's talk about this movie uh, and what it did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> let's start a podcast, you guys. Oscar. What's a podcast? Starts off as a... A great guy. Didn't realize his potential, but he's nice hometown boy. Who took over for his dad and I really and liked him. A bar. Yeah. I did too. Yeah, and he was really nice. He then transitions into angry drunk guy, which okay, we've sure. all been there. It's, That's fine. so. Let me. I, yeah. I I don't mean to like interrupt because you're you're on a thing, but I feel like where it does that is when she decides like he's been doing all this nice stuff for the implication is that he is in love with her, he likes her enough, whatever. <laughs> And yeah. she is into the other guy because she finds him attractive, so she, like, sneaks out and they bang, right? And he knows it, and he gets upset yeah. and goes fucking crazy. Now, well, that's kind of like drunk. a tragic thing. I don't even know yeah. if that's right, because the first morning... It is. That's right. When when they, when Anne and whatever the hell his guy, his name is... Austin? Uh, Anne. Anne Hathaway, sorry. Gloria Annie. and Joel. Joel's played by Austin Stowell. When they hook up for the first time... They go to the park that next morning, and Jason Sudeikis is already there, fucking around, being his robot self. Yep, punching but, but they buildings. left. But that's together why. That but night. that's why. Yeah. yeah, because because Gloria left with him, so Jason Sudeikis stayed up all night drinking, getting yeah. to be a drunk. He knew angry before guy. they rolled yeah. in together. I guess I, I might have missed something there then, because I, I I didn't think he knew until they actually Joel showed up at the park. Together. Went to take a leak. She followed Joel, snuck her head in, was like, "Hey, let's plow." They left. Sudeikis, Oscar, knew it, so he got hand bones, and then he went to the playground, and they rolled in to the playground. That's gotcha. what happened. That was an amazing plot synopsis, Jake. <laughs> I did better than you. It took less than 30 seconds, too. It was pretty great. Reviewed. Um, then, after being a drunk, angry guy, he goes to be, uh, he turns into a physically abusive, drunk, angry guy, which is an abrupt changing character enough yes. of him actually hitting her and yes. shoving her down and yes. being like, I'm going to come here and kill people yes. in, in, if you don't be with me, it's all, which is... It's all too too many dramatic shifts at once, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then he just goes full on, I'm going to kill thousands and thousands and thousands of people. He, he becomes one of history's greatest monsters. Yes. <laughs> See, Jason Sudeikis. Who would have known? <laughs> I, yeah. It's I, terrible. I it's it. a ter- It's an arc I don't believe. And along, Tim kind of 
he's just a, I mean, played off as kind of uptight, I guess, and, and, a, and a party pooper, but like just a normal guy. And he's like an at adult the trying of the to live movie. an adult life in New York City. Yeah, and then he know. becomes a possessive psychopath. Yeah. And then the movie presents it as like a, I mean, granted, she chooses option C, but the movie presents it as a either A or you B. Ga- you gotta pick this monster, or you gotta pick this monster. Which horrible man, I mean, she needs a man, Mark. To yeah, be fair. that's that's exactly right. <laughs> All women need men. It's ridiculous. And like, you could have let, you could have had him stay a normal guy. You didn't need to make, why, so she when she was in New York, I can't imagine that a guy who was this possessive and controlling and horrible was just kind of disappointed with her that she was coming home drunk every night or every morning. Like, those two things are very incongruous. Well, and they do kind of uh, set it up that, like, she's unreliable and may have missed some important thing. Maybe it was, like, their one-year anniversary and he had, like, a whole thing planned and then she was out partying with her with her buds. Yeah, but a guy that's that controlling and possessive is not letting her go party with her buds every night. That's true. There's there's (laughs) a definite amount of there's a switch about twenty minutes into this movie that gets flipped that just turns everyone into douchebags. Yeah, I mean, except uh, except Gloria, she's okay. I mean, she's still pretty bad for most of the movie. Yeah, like honestly, she's not even really that likable. She does the. She I don't does think the, she's that likable. Yeah. She does the "I'm sorry, I destroyed your city" note and becomes the hero of the people or whatever. But I mean, which, she doesn't I even mean, really become that likable until she finally stands up for herself at the end, which lasts for two minutes. And is so stupid. She, she no way she grabs him. She's ah, uh, she's just reaching towards this giant robot. Oh God. I mean, it would be great to see. In real life, if you if you are having if you're dealt the shit sandwich of living in a city where two monsters are fighting, to just see one monster just bitch slap the other monster, <laughs> that would be amazing. No, that was one of the good scenes. Of that levity. was that was the funniest scene to me in the movie. I love yeah, it. I love like movie... the news recount. We're going back to what it did right. The news recounting it, and it did like the pause, 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 thug life <laughs> thing. That was great. Yeah, there was a and lot of memes really of it. Forced memeness in this. Yeah, they're trying to yeah, they're but, trying to impress the kids, Mark. Yeah, the kids like these days. If this movie had had up. more of that kind of stuff in there, along with even some emotional stuff and believable character arcs, it could have been great. And I guess in in fairness to the movie, we did it does make the right choice. It presents A and B as the two options, and then like it it she chooses option C. And goes off and does her own thing. But she's still calling Tim to apologize for being in South Korea. It's not clear she's not going back to him. Oh, well, she doesn't is. denounce him. She yeah, is. That's a, that's a very good point. <laughs> she absolutely is. <laughs> Let's talk uh, about alcoholism. Apparently, yeah. See, that's okay. Let's uh, talk about adult fears. Yeah. Is this an intervention? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> You're trapped, Jack. <laughs> Everyone says there need to be more uh, interventions on podcasts. I've heard that. I've heard that in our comments. Um, so this movie, the one thing that I feel like is going to be the most bothersome about this movie is people are going to say uh, that it has, A, a deeper meaning. Guys, they watch this movie. It has a deeper meaning. And the monsters are alcoholism. No, they're fucking not. The monsters I don't aren't think, alcoholism I don't think anyone's going to give this one that much credit. I didn't even... Yeah. I hope not. No, I, I could see that argument being made, but I don't think it's going to be like to the degree of like what we saw in the monster or other movies for different things like the Babadook. Or Avatar. Oh my God, Avatar. Uh, yeah, fuck that. I, maybe there are <laughs> things out there. I don't know. 
yeah, yeah. So there's this is a movie that heavily features alcoholism as a, a theme and why it's bad because these people are constantly forgetting like what they did last night and realizing they woke up and destroyed soul or something all the time. It was they're just, also hey, it was destroying their soul. Ooh, <laughs> they are drinking like until eight in the morning every single day. They don't sleep. They just don't sleep. Uh, Anne Hathaway sleeps for two hours on a bench sometimes. Yeah, that, that Can, whole uh, sleeping it off thing. I don't know. We're not that. We're. I don't believe that we're any older than the characters in this movie. And let me tell you, that does not work with how old we are. Does not. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I'd like to. Another thing this movie does wrong. The police department, whatever small town they're in, this is a path to school. And oh this is God. a playground, oh and there are a number of grown, drunk adults just waking up there every single morning. That, sounds, somebody needs to alert the authorities. Yeah. Sounds I mean, kind of like a one, dream, though, doesn't hey, it? Hey, Anne Hathaway, here's how you could solve this problem without having to kill Jason Sudeikis. Who deserves to die? But without having to kill him, call the police and be like, hey, there's a weirdo drunk creep in this playground at 8.05 in the morning when the kids are walking to school. Problem solved. Yeah, but he's only going to go to jail for like three weeks for that shit in this town. And then there will be... He, Okay, and then you think it'll be better when he gets out of jail for doing that and goes back to the playground? What if his jail cell spawns a monster in, like, Rio de Janeiro or something like that? Oh, shit. Look, if you're worried about what's going to spawn a monster somewhere, you're never going to think about anything else. Well, right, so the best scenario is to just toss him a million miles. How far do you think she threw him? A million miles. I just said that, Jake. Listen. Do you think she made it to North Korea? I'm just concerned about where the robot landed. That's this what is what saying. I'm saying. Did it? It didn't dissipate as soon as it should have, uh, given the logic of the movie. Yeah, he should have been. Yeah, that's a problem. Evaporated. I think she threw him to Pyongyang. Because it could Pyongyang. only go. Fucking Kim Jong Oscar <laughs> threw him to Pyongyang. <laughs> he is a terrorist, man. Pretty much, dude. Fuck that guy. Why would you not just throw him directly into space? Because the robot's gonna dis. I look, Mark. We know robots I think come a robot- from space already. That just strengthens his argument. <laughs> you're taking, you're sending him back home. Yeah. Mark. He just, he just becomes Voltron at that point. And now we've made an even <laughs> bigger monster. And he'll form the head. <laughs> There's just a head floating around in outer space without a body. That's not very scary at all. Yeah, one the giant robot turns into one fifth of a smaller robot somehow. <laughs> worst worst case scenario, it collides with the International Space Station. Yeah. That's a pretty bad scenario. Well, yeah, that's like that's the worst. Six people died instead of thousands. <laughs> instead of throwing a giant robot directly into a city. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My God. There are a lot of people on this planet. Science is forever, though. Oh, this movie. Eloquently said, Jake. I try, man. I've I've got a few like kind of one-off notes. Do it. Do Why em. do do em. the people in South notes. Korea keep showing up at the only site the monster appears at? Every at the same time, goddamn day, only to run away time. when the thing appears. It's overcrowded. They're trying to evacuate the small section of the city. Maybe don't let anyone in there since the monster attack at the same time yesterday. I mean, I get that the movie is trying to reconstruct the, the scenes from like the original kaiju movies where everyone's running away and there's a big-ass monster in the background. But like, yeah. that happened once, not 47 times. And there's commentary in the movie, in the news, about how they know it shows up for the same four minutes at the same time, in the same place, every goddamn day. And there's always people under its feet. I Don't go there. Look, A to Z horror does not blame the victim in almost any circumstance. But, but get out of that part of the city. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, just stand back a few blocks, watch it. It's a big monster. You can see it from there. <laughs> 
You can watch it on YouTube. It's getting so many views. Uh, exactly. That was, I think that was honestly one of the biggest things that bothered me about this. I mean, I I don't even know what to say about those monsters, though. Like, they were action figures. What what, what is there more to say? Action figures plus bullying plus lightning equals But it's like a generic robot and a fucking bipedal, bulimic Gila monster? Like, why? I I think it's a reptilian (laughs) fox that walks on its hind legs. Either way, man. (laughs) Something. My other note was that uh, she just shows up and somehow has claim to this abandoned house. Uh, it's her okay. parents. Okay, my lovely wife watched this movie. I'm, a, with me I'm and aware we that it's argued her a lot about this. It's just vacant. It's just vacant all the fucking time but in case nice. she needs a place to come home to. It's so clean. It had, so, it had like they, but they took the trouble to go through the scene where there's like she first enters and there's like dust on the floor it's like jumanji level abandoned house it isn't true it's like my hardwood floors if i don't vacuum for two days well yeah you're basically pig pen so that's about right yeah come on (laughs) there's a dust cloud always surrounding me i can see it right now the listener can see it right now in fact i can barely see you right now jack (laughs) the dust cloud very prominent Oh, God. Yeah, the house is really annoying. What was well, the argument? I still don't understand. As as another uh, note on that, the pool is super annoying. You'd cover it, wouldn't you, at some point? If you're going to be gone for that well, long, it's, you would cover it's, that thing? When he jumps into it, it's lighted, it's heated, because there's steam coming off it, and it's, there's only a small layer of leaves on top yeah, of it. Yeah, it is clean. It is clear, chlorinated, yes. like, nice pool water. Yes. That if that house were spending... abandoned, it would be full of algae. Yes. What? Yeah, oh my God! It would be a hellscape soup of unholiness. Yeah, he would have gotten like E. coli, smallpox, like a number of things. Yeah. 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 Also, he is shown in that scene. He shows absolutely no problem with beating Gloria with a wooden chair leg. So then his move, after he misses once, is I better jack out, jump out the second story window. Yeah. I mean, you know you can swing again. Just ask Merle. Just ask Merle. Swing again. Shit. Swing away. Well, I know, but... Are you advocating that he swing away at this woman with a baseball bat? (laughs) Uh, That's the implication. Chair leg. And if if you're a sociopath... Probably nails and shit exposed, dude. Yeah, I don't think he's advocating for it. it I'm just saying, if you're a sociopath... Yeah. Oh, so if you're a sociopath, it's okay. If you're a sociopath... Swing away. I mean, it's according to his code. <laughs> it's taking a dark... We're going to a dark place. Look, I think he's the worst person in the world. He's one of history's greatest monsters. He was my favorite character in the movie, though, in terms of, like, entertainment level. Be- part uh-huh. of it was just trying to figure out what his arc was, because it was bananas, but yeah, it was a more entertaining or at least interesting character than hers. Yeah, hers is very generic. Well, it seemed like it was going to be, and then it wasn't. Like, his character no, winds was. up just being... That's another problem, is that it still a... was. <laughs> uh, I don't know. His um, character just ends up being one that's just, like, he's afraid of being small and worthless. And then he's so small what's, and worthless. No, what's, but I what's, think... the f- what's the friend's name who bumps uglies with Gloria? Joel. Joel. Uh, 
he you're supposed to kind of like him, right? Jo- he well, seems Joel's nice. a chicken shit though. So he no one is. Likes him. Yeah. Joel is just a completely blank slate. I don't. Yeah. I don't have any emotions toward that guy. He just stands by and watches Jason Sudeikis shove Anne yeah. Hathaway to the ground and hit her. Yeah. And- well, and so oh does my Garth, for God. that matter. Both of the two lackeys just sort of, like, stand there and watch. Garth at least hits a breaking point. Joel doesn't even ever hit a breaking point until he, I mean, he goes and apologizes to Gloria. Yeah, it, but that's it. Yeah. He's a chicken shit. Garth leaves. I, I mean, the I, I think that the, the idea there that they're trying to show is that over the course of time, Oscar has done the same work that he's trying to do, uh... With Gloria to these two guys, they're completely underfoot. And it kind of makes sense with the one, because he's like a, a junkie, right? Well, he was an ex-junkie, maybe. I don't uh, know. Supposedly. Yeah, I mean, you can't really trust what Oscar is saying. He's just talking shit. He's pretty good at shit talking, though. I'll give him that. Yeah, he is. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, what else? I don't know. Uh, I, could rattle through the, I could rattle through the notes that I have here. Ah, Ugh. did they get money from Apple? Why do none of these savage, not one of these savages has a fucking phone case? Not one, not one. Each one is just raw dog in their fucking iPhone. She throws it. She throws the raw dog iPhone. Why would you do it? Why would you do it? It doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. They to probably me. Don't a guy who's screen I've blown through a lot of phones. Bullshit, man. Not if one. you're, if you are that much of an alcoholic. And your raw dog in your cell phone. Oh my! You're God. going through twelve of those babies a year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> at a minimum. Well, look, at least Gloria is clearly very wealthy. Is she? I I'm so what? confused by everything. She can't afford furniture. <laughs> but she's paying someone to come maintain the pool daily. It seems like. <laughs> and that she they maintain the pool and then they scatter no. leaves back. All on right. Top of it. I was under the impression <laughs> that her parents were still in the equation. They just like lived somewhere else. Like they're probably. Uh, down in Florida most of the time. They're probably down in the Florida so they, all the time. they leave an empty house with a maintained pool? Uh, with yes. apparently the door unlocked? Yes. <laughs> it's New Hampshire, dude. No one fucking does anything wrong because it's small town Maine. America. I'm pretty sure it's New Hampshire. Most <laughs> of the time in an arc like that, when a character hits rock bottom and needs to go home, part of that arc is from living with your parents and not just having access to your own house you get to do whatever the fuck you want in. That's not an interesting journey. Yeah, she definitely doesn't pull enough of a Richie Rich type maneuver. <laughs> Well, she kind of does, because she, like, shows up, plays the victim, and immediately gets a big screen television and a house full of furniture. It's kind of true. <laughs> she doesn't really do anything to earn that, though. He's just trying to, like... That's exactly the problem. Feed her that She doesn't pill. earn it at all. Yeah. Um, he gets way too hurt by having a large screen television pushed lightly into him. That subdues <laughs> him for eight seconds. Jack, that he could have He could have twisted his ankle. Yeah, there are a lot of... Maybe things. he has there a bad a knee that they never touched on? <laughs> It's possible that he's one of those people who are, like, very sensitive to electromagnetism because he was hit by lightning when he was a kid. So having a large piece of electronic furniture pushed at you makes you feel all wibbly-wobbly. Huh? Are you talking about, like, Saul's older brother in in Better Call Saul? Yes, exactly. He's got a suit lined in emergency blanket? Yeah. Yes. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Review. I have no follow-up to that. Uh, what? It's just... It's reviewed, is what it is. Okay. I saw the colossal landscape which I never was a part. We, over at Z Horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Andy Bernard would rate how hard his life's been. 
This is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire life. I haven't had a very hard life. And for 10, think of how Wayne would rate how much Phil needs coffee and crullers. Okay, this guy needs coffee and crullers, stat! Story is the first category in which I rate these movies. This was my pick. I'll rate it for story. I'm going to give it a three. Uh, it's a cool, unique concept, but man, it's just poorly written. It's just not well executed on, and it's infuriating. So three That's what it gets. Mark? I was a little bit more generous. I gave it a four and a half. I, I, I think it gets a lot of uniqueness points. I You can kind of see how this movie came together. You, can you? Yeah. You, you it's, see, it's unique. Like someone, you can see someone sitting... In, like, a lounge area, pitching it to one of their buddies. Like, wouldn't that be crazy if you were psychically linked to a monster in another part of the world? And then that other friend is like, yeah, and also bullying and alcoholism should be involved. And you guys are like, <laughs> boom, nailed it. We have a movie. Let's cast Now give me the cocaine. I need some, some more. Now give me the cocaine. I need some more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you could, like, I, I like the initial concept of it, but... The story mechanisms themselves are are awful. Yeah. The, Look, it's it's very well evidenced by the trailer, which sets out the base concept of the movie that we all thought looked like it could be a really good movie. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the tale of the tape. Looks like a good yeah. movie, but the story, like, just the really shift in up. characters is a problem. <laughs> and beyond that, the actual connection that these people have to these monsters is a problem. Yeah. Yep. Jake? I mean, this is falling into the category that's like, okay, technically there was a story. So I agree with Mark on that front. We've all <laughs> seen the kaiju thing before. There is that kind of fresh twist on it, if you want to call it that. It's pretty off the wall, but it's fresh, I guess. The problem is that introduces a lot of plot holes that I'm not going to jeopardize here, but i just like to mention that because that is technically story. I It's hard to give... It's hard to like look at this as a story and give a lot of props to like the actual writing process because i don't understand how this was turned in as a screenplay and you're like yeah it was stamp like, approval let's do this shit like it doesn't make i'm any proud of that sense. that's a good day's work let's go home i mean for that re i'm going a little bit lower not much i'm gonna go with a two and a half it's really hard for me to not put this like right down at the bottom it's bad yeah yeah. World building and immersion is our second category. Uh, I'm going to give this a three for world building and immersion. It's not good. And it's it could have been so the, the beginning of the movie when it's just Jason Sudeikis being a believable character and Anne Hathaway being a great actress. It's really high. But then the, the outrageously stupid character arcs and everything else that fucking happens, they throw in the explanation for why they're monsters. It's baffling and stupid. And it's a three. <laughs> Mark. I, uh, <clears throat> you guys are going to laugh at me. I gave it a six. Why? Um, Why? Yeah. Why? So I recognize that the store, like there are a lot of elements of this that are mind boggling. Baffling is a word we frequently use, but I still feel like the movie itself is actually like relatively watchable. It, it, it has one of those plot lines, kind of like you were talking about at the very beginning of the show, Jake, where it's not fun, but you still watch it. I am just... It's on TV. Yeah, I am lazy and I don't want to change the channel. Uh, I didn't like the characters in this, but Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis are two great actors. They turn in good performances. And the movie smartly puts the origin story that is completely inane and baffling at the very end. So 
by the time you've gotten there, you've watched almost the entire thing. I, I, I think this is actually a relatively immersive movie, assuming you're not double jeopardizing it for the shitty plot elements. Okay, that's a fair point. Jake? I'm going to go with a four. I understand what Mark's saying. Um, I think more or less this is one of those movies where the concept that we talked about for story, they did that high five, and then they made this movie to kind of execute like on just the idea of that, but weren't aware of how to like string that yarn together for the, the full 90-minute experience. Yeah. This has all the earmarks of a movie written backwards. Here's where we want to go, and here's what happened. Sure. Now write me how. Yeah. <laughs> or they were just like, here's a couple cool scenes. Let's do that. Make them fit right together. around these. Jam that shit together. Square pegs, round holes, figure it out. Whatever. And you can also I, I imagine see, you can also see uh, the who, weekly check-ins happen where like, so have you figured out how yet? No. Okay. Two weeks later. Have you figured out how yet? No. Okay. The movie is coming out in like a month. Have you figured out how yet? Uh, I'm just gonna, just lightning. It's just yeah. lightning. I mean, ultimately. <laughs> this, has, this has a, it's really reminiscent of uh, the guy who wrote uh, Dead Silence, uh, James Wan, and his writing partner. <laughs> Right, that he he wrote that whole well, his writing partner. He wrote that whole blog about how he's never doing a non a project that somebody's paying him to do again. Like, I think there's going to be another screenwriter who has a similar experience after this. Yeah, who knows, man? <laughs> I I agree with what Mark said about how. Where actually, I guess is what you said, Jack, in response to Mark. It, it, this is a very it's on TV type movie. Like, you have the actors <laughs> that you're immediately going to recognize, and ultimately, it's like not super offensive if you're not paying deep attention to it. Because that's where the rules start to break down. You get fucking bamboozled by what's happening on screen. So it's a little bit below average, but from an immersion standpoint, it's a little eh, just below average. This is a this is almost exactly like that scene from Seinfeld, except reversed, where George Costanza is pitching their idea for a TV show. So so nothing Mm -hmm. happens. Nothing. Yeah. Then why am I watching it? Because it's on TV. Mm-hmm. Not yet it isn't. Except in this one, the guy with the money is the one saying, nothing happens. And it's on TV, and I have the money. I, I think what you meant to say is the guy that had the money. <laughs> this movie lost <laughs> yeah, $10 this, million. Dollars. It lost a lot of money, yeah. yeah. Well. Scare Factor. It made $5 of it back on my dumbass. Uh, <laughs> Scare Factor is up next, and I'm going to give it a three for Scare Factor. Uh, unintentionally. This movie reminds you that somebody who you meet cute and you want to date and you think is a nice guy can end up being a sociopath and one of history's greatest monsters. She doesn't and want that to date the guy. She wants to date within all wants, of us. She, doesn't, she, she wants to be friends with him. guy. Sometimes you grew up with Hitler and you just don't know it. Okay, there you go. Someone you meet cute. Yeah, you have a meet cute with. Is that a thing? Is that a word or are you just having a stroke? A meet cute is a real thing from romantic comedies, like when you bump into each other fumbling for the same book in a bookstore. By the way, when Jack strokes out, it does not add points. What? No. Oh, oh yeah, no. Jack doesn't get points for his own novel. You you can't be like, Bleh. oh, by the way, I just stroked you, out. That you work. will know when my nominal aphasia is real and when I'm faking it. Okay. I am not talented enough to fake nominal yeah, aphasia. Mark, Question. what did you give this for scare? Uh, I gave it a two. I, I think there is a larger conversation we probably want to have when we review Turbo Kid about what horror-ish feels like because obviously all of these movies that we put in the horror-ish category are going to get ones and twos and threes because they're yeah. not horror movies yeah. they're horror-ish movies yeah um what the movie does as far as horror is the presence of the kaiju themselves uh that's kind of always been grandfathered in to the to the genre and beyond that the scene where jason sudeikis is waiting for her in her living room is actually pretty <laughs> creepy sure <laughs> Uh, like he's gone full villain at that point and she turns on a light and the dude is just, he's like basically a Bond villain just sitting there <laughs> like in the darkness waiting for her to show up. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a very uh, tense scene. It's also scary how much they drunk drive in this movie, which is every scene. Fair enough. Yeah, I hadn't considered that, but that is a very good point. Don't drunk, don't drink drive. <laughs> Official don't drink stance. Drive. Don't drink drive and don't meet cute Hitler. <laughs> those are those are our recommendations. Platform. I gave it a two. Jake, I also gave it a two. Same reason, same score. Okay. Uh, which leads us into our penultimate category, effects or judicious lack thereof. I'm giving it a five. Look, I think the effects serve the movie fine. They're goofy monsters. They're supposed to be goofy monsters. I don't know. They're not what the movie's built on, nor should they be, but they're not taking anything away. That's a five. Ugh. Mark. I gave it a six. Got, I'm depressed. <laughs> I gave it a six. Um, I actually think the, the the monsters look pretty good. The You never really get a good look at the robot, but you get like a full-on daytime view of the monster. What do you mean you don't get and a I, good look at the robot? You get a great look at the robot for quite, quite a while I mean, during the final Whatever third. looks you get at them are at the same time of day all the time. Well, no, because the robot's only at night, and then when she goes to South Korea and the monster appears at 8 a.m. in oh, Maine what or whatever, you that's get a, like a whole a, new mm, shot so of it. You're, good point. Okay, so you need sun. You need to see something in the daylight. Yeah, I'm a daylight guy. Okay, good. <laughs> I would not be a good vampire. Uh, I think the monsters look good. I would give this a little bit higher, but the thing that's really pulling it down is the freaking lightning is goddamn terrible. It is the worst lightning since Mortal Kombat, you guys. I came up with that advantage myself. Yeah, I know you did. That's that's a really apt description, Mark. Thank you for thinking of that. You're welcome. I bring (laughs) my analogy game pretty hard to these. Yeah. Jake, what's your uh, effects score? Uh, I give it a five. It. As you tell well. him off it. You guys have you guys have already said this. This we we know we all agree on this movie at this point. I don't need to belabor. Mm-hmm. But you actually overall, I gave it a five. Five. Okay. Uh, overall is our last category, and I'd like to uh, preface this category with this has an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Why? How many reviews? And like a seven point two or something on IMDb. I don't understand. Hold on, Mark. Uh, count them up. Mark's our guy. Rotten Tomatoes, based on 199 reviews. How about IMDb? IMDb has 26,000, 27,000 reviews. Oh, shit, six classic. Point, six, 6.2 average. It's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> um, look, that's stupid. Yes, it uh, is. Because my overall is a good. three. I didn't like this movie. I swear to God, Mark, you, you know what? Now I'm actually scared that some people are going to be arguing for how there's beauty in like the underlying story about alcohol- alcoholism and like gender roles and whatever. If that fucking starts happening, I swear to God, I'm going to throw someone out a window. So I swear I, to God. I, there I isn't that. That's not a terrible argument to make. This is an interesting I, it's, movie. It's a pretty about, terrible argument to make about abusive relationships and what they look like from the inside. It's just the the problem is that the characters shift so drastically. The, the problem is that no relationship actually looks like yes. this, so it's not an allegory for anything. I, well, I mean, maybe I've never had any or experience. Maybe with when your relationships like, like that, that's what it looks like. Not, I mean, I guess. I don't maybe know, man. I've seen cops. This does not feel like any cops episode I've ever seen. I, I use the word allegory when this is a literal depiction. Yeah, uh, I understood. I was willing to move past um, it. Okay. Oh, Fuck. sure. You moved past his misuse of literally. I used allegory. He's not egregious. Mark, not literally. Yeah, that's basically the same genre of mistake, though. It it's is. literally the same word, isn't it, Mark? Jack, hold no. on, Jack. Jack, Jack no, Jack, Jack, it's not. Jack. No, we yes, have, Jake. Mark, you shut the fuck up. We have more important matters to attend to right now. <laughs> you gave yeah, us a what? A three. Excuse me? A three. Do you want to know what else you gave a three? What else did I give a three? Bermuda Triangle. That seems like yeah. a misfire. Really? You feel, capture, kill, release? Yeah. Congo. Yeah. Hold, please. One missed call. What else you got? 
accurate. This is losing its luster. You gave De- taking of Deborah Logan a two. That's still your lowest score. <laughs> that cannot possibly be. What did I give Poultry Geist or uh, what's the fucking? Uh, oh, we didn't do that on the. Oh podcast. no, you did Shit. give Poultry Geist a one. That's fine. I gave Poultry Geist a one, and I think I gave the Lazarus. I would give the Lazarus effect a, a worse score than a three. I can tell you that much. Look, I didn't like this movie. It was infuriating to get through, despite how the cast they had here. I didn't like it. It's bad. Mark. Oh, okay. Uh, I gave it a four. Um, I I mean I feel like we've we've hit it. Slow point. down, big shooter. What? You said that like uh, like it was a big big change from my score, and it wasn't. It oh was no, it's one not. And I felt we're, we're in the same boat. This is this is a confu- This is a bamboozling movie. It's a bamboozler. <laughs> I like that. Hey, did you come up with that one too? <laughs> yeah, I did. It Thanks, Mark. That's mine now. This is mine. I came up with it. Um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's two <laughs> likable actors in a movie that's concept is fresh and interesting where the story just so utterly misfires and tries to deal with real world concerns and just mishandles it. I, 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 I don't know how to, I don't have any much else to say about it. It just, it's interesting in parts, but it just falls to pieces when you look at it. Yep. 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 Couldn't agree more, Jake. Jake? Uh, how about I give just, this the? Uh, I just well, you'd have to give this so a, I can pit you two yeah. against each other. Three and a half. <laughs> so, Fuck. Mark, you gave this the highest score, which means you got to tell us why you should watch this with your buddies and drink beers. Go. Uh, I mean, for one, it's it's uh, uh so there's <laughs> I mean, so like Jason Sudeikis and Anne, <laughs> and Anne Hathaway are both Annie, uh, charming and Annie, little Annie Hathaway. Uh, I mean, the concept you could joke around with your buddies about inhabiting the body of a giant monster in a city where you can do, like, funny dances and shit. That's basically what our conversation was when we talked about this in HRR, is what cool poses would you strike as the monster that you were inhabiting for two minutes. Yeah. And and the fact that they didn't do the thriller dance is criminal. It is criminal. It's Fuck this. I should criminal. give this a fucking one. <laughs> Jack, yeah, why you should. shouldn't you do this? Because uh, this is a terrible movie. So just just save yourself the time. Go watch a better movie. It's not even fun to watch just because, like Mark said, it's bamboozling what happens to these characters. It's Yeah, just like Mark it, says. Yeah, yeah, I said it's, that. I said okay. that. That was mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Mark's. It's fucking depressing. Um, and not... Like, I understand people watch depressing movies because it, it can generate feeling in you and emotion and and it has something to say and it has a point of view this has none of that shit it's Mm -hmm. just poorly written and stupid and depressing Mm -hmm. so just spare yourself the heartache and the headache the heartache and the and the and the and the kidney ache so you don't want your pancreas to ache so final verdict here i mean jack jack wins the point for the week but the cards were significantly stacked Stacked against against mark um the one thing mark what you could have done to win over my heart is there was a message a message a message in our group chat while I was watching this movie. Actually, it was after I'd watched the movie that said, It's a fun story. Good luck not getting hammered when you watch this. <laughs> I do feel like there's some weird momentum that this movie builds that just maybe is like watching other people drinking a lot over the course of a movie that makes you want to do the same thing. Or maybe there is something significantly wrong with me as a human being. But I drank like... I'm gonna Way definitely err on the side of the ladder in that one. But also, well, maybe look, it's just I'm such a Jake bad movie that you want to drink. I felt that. My wife and I drank a tremendous so amount. There you while go, Mark. This, this is movie. you're on the outside looking in, bud. I'm gonna I'm go yet. with non-unique. I think that would have happened regardless of how's, whether or not. How does it feel to be on the outside of Al? 
How does it feel to be on the outside of alcoholism, buddy? Yeah, fucker. Uh, feels great. I slept <laughs> wonderfully last night. <laughs> I woke up on a park bench. It was weird. <laughs> there were cops everywhere. Should we get the fuck out of here? Yeah, it's about time. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 Mark. Like, 20 minutes? Yes. Uh, an hour uh, an hour and 20 minutes ago, some <laughs> amount of time ago, you were fucking champing at the bit to talk to us about some game you'd play. Do you want to do that or no? I do want to talk about that. Okay, Thank let's do that real quick. Me. We'll be right back. We'll do a quick games corner, chasing ghosts, and then we'll get the fuck out of here, okay? Yes. Fair. Great. All right, so we've reviewed Colossal, uh, but I'm given to understand that, Mark, you've played a video game. You played E.T. Uh, for the <laughs> Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, E.T. came out on the Atari system. That's Great game. For, Great for game. I just finished it. It was perfect. Horrible. <laughs> Inhabits. The world's best game. <laughs> Can, are... Anyway, Mark, what game did you actually play? I was trying to do a joke there. You ruined it. Yes and, Mark. Yes and. I was trying to yes and, and then Jake st- kept talking. For the No, you corrected me to say it was on the Atari. Well, that is yeah. not how improv for the, works. For the unaware, E.T. is the worst video game ever made, and there's urban legends about it filling up entire landfills in New Mexico. That was the joke. Thank you. I'm just saying, people it's people aren't steeped in video game lore most of the time. There you go, you added, you added a lot to this show. Continue. The game uh, I played is called Until Dawn. Yeah, Hayden Panettiere being blonde in a video game. Oh, okay, time out, time out, time out, time out. Okay, I'm okay. not a video games guy, as you two are aware. I'm a, I'm a Super Nintendo N64 kind of guy. I still play those. No, uh, Jack, so come on, don't fucking bullshit us like that. You're a Harvest Moon guy. You have a game. One game. Yeah, I play it on the Nintendo 64, and I play Harvest Moon for the Super Nintendo. Hello. So, fuck you. I feel now, like you're casting too wide a net. <laughs> I like Smash Bros. too. Okay, continue. Um, Mark, you said... Okay. I don't know I don't know a single thing about this goddamn game, except Jake just said it's Hen- Hayden Panettiere. Uh, now, I watched one of you two jerk-offs play through a game that starred Ellen Page that wasn't even that was really a me. fucking game. My God, what game am I thinking? Two oh, this souls? is in the same vein, though. This is the same fucking trajectory. I gotta tell you, if that's what games are now, I'm sticking with the fucking Super Nintendo because that shit stunk up the joint. So the only other the other game that features uh, Ellen Page is the is another one that was made, I believe, by Quantic Dream Studios, called uh, Beyond Two Souls. It also starred Willem Dafoe. That came yep. out probably 2010 ish, somewhere in that range. Oh, never mind. That wasn't Heavy Rain. Uh, you That's you might be thinking of... Um... No, I'm definitely thinking of that one. Two Souls. Oh, Beyond okay. Two Souls. Yeah, I thought you thinking one. of Heavy Rain. That game uh, stunk. Is that what... That's what games are nowadays? So, okay. Good question. So, this is a genre of game, an interactive movie. Um, not to be confused with Walking Simulator. Those are two very similar <laughs> types of genre of game. Uh, walking Simulator is more along the lines of... Uh, Wait, that's a real kind of game? I thought you were making a stupid no, pe- joke. No, oh, that's I mean, a real type of game. Is, it, it's sort of like you're just along for the ride, and it's basically just telling you a story. That is like almost literally just playing a movie, and something happens to you, and they're incredibly boring. Except but more stressful because really you have to do things. It's like a movie, but more work. <laughs> yeah, essentially, and probably longer. <laughs> uh, Gone Home Jesus is Christ. the one that jumps to mind for the walking simulator. You're literally just walking around a house. I fucking love that game. Yeah, it's a good game. It can be done well. But it's I hate the it's world. going to be divisive on whether or not you actually call it a game. So this is not that. 
this is an interactive movie. And what that means is you're basically watching a movie. They're almost always well cast. We just talked about the other one that was staffed there. That was um, Ellen Page when Willem Dafoe. There have been others. Telltale does great work. Uh, they don't have a lot of stars in their games, but they've done The Walking Dead. They've done Batman. They've done um, they've done Game of Thrones. Um, and then there's also the Quantic Dream side. Uh, they were the ones that did Beyond Two Souls. They did Heavy Rain, which you may have read about. They did Indigo Prophecy way back in the day. Yeah, I watched Jake play that. I never played that simulator. fucking game, Jack. I watched Mark play that boring simulator. Uh, that is probably oh. true. So, so these games are very cinematically focused games. You don't have control of the camera for the most part. You kind of do, but not really. Um, and the gameplay essentially boils down to like quick time events, maybe some like mini games, uh, uh, maybe like a, a quick steering game or something like that. You're essentially just walking around looking at shit until something happens, and then you have to press a button when the game tells you to press a button. The gameplay in these are super duper shallow. You're not going to get good at these games. There isn't, there isn't a hard mode in these games. Man, I hate the world. <laughs> and I think that's fine. It's, it's a super divisive uh, genre. Like, if you call this gameplay, there will be people who call you out for not knowing... Wh- or if you call this a game, you will be called out for people by people who think this isn't a game. And they're not okay. they're not totally wrong. This guy, for instance. So so it's kind of a game, kind of a not game. We kind of get what it's doing. How is it on the horror front, though? On the horror front, this is what's interesting about it. This is probably a 9 to 12 hour game, depending on how long you take. I like to look into every single corner and find all the shit, so I took a little bit longer. Um, it's, it's 10 hours of horror. And the thing about that, we kind of talked about this a little bit last week when we were talking about uh, American Horror Story. Like, horror narratives that are that long can do a lot of really interesting stuff. So this this game, and I'm going to do my best here to not spoil anything, but it has um, a psycho killer. It has an empty... It has... Cascasse? <laughs> Cascasse. Uh, it has an empty insane asylum. It has a house up in the mountains that's completely abandoned uh, in the woods and snow is happening. It has a band of teenagers that are uh, morally let's call it morally teenagers. bankrupt in some regard. Yeah, they're teenagers. They are morally teenagers. <laughs> um, and I mean each so early on in the game they split up, they go off and each one kind of has their own adventure. There's a seance, there's ghosts, that type of stuff. So the thing that's nice is you can cut in between the individual groups uh, to basically you playing like an hour of Psycho Killer and then you're in an hour of Insane Asylum and then you're in an hour of Ghost Narrative, even though that one doesn't last too long. But uh, it, it actually stays relatively fresh and you're basically playing like one super long, well-acted, well-cast horror movie that the thing is the thing that's nice about these is you're way more immersed in it cuz you're actually like playing the movie instead of just going along for the ride. Okay, I have a real question yes. now. Um it seems very tropey. And some of these other oh, horror yes. games I've seen a, a buddy play, it seems very trope dependent. Explain what you mean. Like they're not doing anything interesting in any particular subgenre of horror. There's just a scary insane asylum. There's a an area where a psycho killer has easy access to you, so it's scary because you're I mean more immersed than you would be in a movie, I guess, but it's not it's not doing anything narratively interesting necessarily in the world of horror. I'll say two things on that. The first of which is that uh I don't think this is any m- less creative than most movies. I mean 
Well, most movies. <coughs> well, I would say movies in general. It's not it's not breaking any like crazy boundaries you've never seen before, uh, but it's at least as creative as the average, probably better than average horror movie. Okay. Um, a lot of those tropes that you're referring to, honestly, are very front-loaded because what the game does, and this is the second thing I wanted to say, what the game does on the back end is actually pretty creative and not something I can think of seeing elsewhere. And that's, okay. the, that's the spoilery right. part I don't really want to get into. But, yeah, as, as all of um, the tales kind of converge back onto one another, and that's basically what the end of the game is, is everyone finding each other again and then pushing forward into, until dawn. Um, they're all kind of fighting against one common narrative, and that's the new thing that you haven't really seen much of, at the very least. I have another question, and this might not apply anymore. Uh, do games still come out on particular platforms, or does everything just come out everywhere? Uh, no, there's definitely particular platforms for games. This one is specific to PS4. Um, in fact, if you have PlayStation okay. Plus, you would have had to download this in July, but it was out for free. Uh, it, it For now, I mean, you can get it for like 10 bucks or something like that, and if it's, it's going to take you probably at least 10 hours for one playthrough. Uh, but you do need a PlayStation. You do need a PlayStation, yes. A PlayStation 4, so basically. Is it worth that dollar an hour? I think it is. Um, my, I played it. Uh, my wife watched me play the entire time, and then she picked it up and played a whole playthrough. And then I picked it up mm. and played. You can go back and play like specific scenes again because there's like choices you make one way or the other to determine how things happen in the world. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Your wife is a goddamn saint. Here, she really enjoys. Here is here is my main question yes. based on what you just said. Is this an illusion of choice game? Or is this a choice game? Yes. Um, okay, is this like a legit <laughs> choice game? I would say no in general. Uh, but let me, let, me, let me just talk about the choice system, which is going to, you guys are going to hate this, but the choice system is called of the course. butterfly effect system. Of they, course. They oh, really good. play up the butterfly effect. So every time there's like a choice that matters that affects something in the world, there's like butterflies that appear on screen. It's actually kind oh of... Oh my God. Oh, oh that's oh my fucking... God. Right on the nose. It's actually kind of a cool effect the way they do it, but it, it's pretty <laughs> asinine. This movie's really brainwashed. You, you can you can do everything from every <laughs> single not. person dies in the game to every single person lives in the game and everything in between. So, that's cool. So there is actually quite a bit of change of outcomes. The reason I say it's it it is an illusion of choice game is because all of those outcomes are decided on like individual points that don't have much else being put into them. I mean, in fairness though, there isn't really just a choice game. All of it's illusion of choice because you still as a developer develop something that has to like follow logic to take someone from one place to another, so it's all illusion of choice. It just depends on how well that's done. This sounds like it might actually do it relatively well though. I think it does it it's not yes versus no. Yeah, relatively, relatively is the correct word there. Yes, this is yes. relatively better than everything than most other things that do choice really well. Uh, but also, I was a little bit disappointed going back and replaying some of the choices I made. The you can make the choice, and it says you can track like what choices you have and haven't made, and most things ended up the same. So you can make mm, all of the yeah. minor choices. You can make them exactly the opposite of what you did before, and then and it doesn't fucking matter. Character number seven ends up dying the exact same way. Ah. Ah. So, so we, overall, overall, recommend it, not recommend it for the listener. Uh, if you like this type of game, 
And I, I will say here, I, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the full cast because I think you guys are going to like this. It is Hayden Panettiere. Obviously, she's a pretty big name. Rami Malek, uh, who, nice. yep, who's Mr. Robot. Uh, he's playing uh, Freddie Mercury in the upcoming Queen movie. I like him a lot. Uh, Pete, he was in the Pacific. He's That's in the Pacific, too. Yeah. Yep. Come on. Sure Peter was. Stormare is in it. Uh, he his name might not be nice. immediately recognizable, but you he's one of those faces that you've definitely looked up. And guys, he's a back guys, guys. Larry Uh-oh. Fessenden is in it. <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> things. Jake gets a point. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Yeah, Larry Fessenden Christ. is in um, literally everything. everything. It's insane. That was the best. That was the best draft selection in the history of draft selections. It really was. Um, so Mark, it sounds like you would recommend this to Jake. You would not recommend this to a person who fucking hated Beyond Two Souls and Heavy Rain. Yeah, if you don't like interactive movie type games, I would not recommend this. If you don't know, what I would recommend you do is go play Telltale Games The Walking Dead series because that was actually a really good game kind of regardless of what you think about the series. And if you don't like the way that game plays, then probably don't play this. But as a horror experience and as a horror game... If this is this, I mean, this is a good horror game, it, especially if you don't like survival horror like Resident Evil or Silent Hill or whatever, and you're trying to find something else to scratch that itch. This is sure. 10 hours of horror, so I, I, I do give it a recommend. I think it's a well made game. I think it's nice to see an influx of acting talent into video games because you don't get that too frequently. Um, okay, and I think it's Look, I'll admit the gameplay is very shallow, but I think that shallow gameplay is rel- is well overcome by the writing and acting ability of everyone involved. Okay, now Mark, I have one more uh, point to address before we get the fuck out of here. Uh, you said she really liked watching you play the game, mm-hmm. and don't feed me that horse shit. I said the same thing to my parents when my wouldn't let my sister play Tasmanian Devil Taz on the Super Nintendo in second grade, and they didn't buy it then, and I don't buy that now. Let's get the fuck out of here. I- I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. She actively, she asked me to play it for her. Uh, Is this a Jason Sudeikis type situation? (laughs) Oscar? (laughs) Did you threaten to destroy Seoul, South Korea if she didn't didn't play it? Yes, but I feel like that's unrelated. Come on. Come on, wife. Play the game. Just play the (laughs) game. You know you want to. Yeah. Holy shit. My bad. This has been episode 55 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. By any, I mean there are two. There's Twitter. (laughs) There is Facebook. Pick your favorite. Um, Also, as always, guys, we're going to ask you to do one of two things. They will be less of a pain in the ass for you than they are a big help to us. That's, hey, go rate the podcast. Give it a review. It's really easy. I swear to God you can do it. If you found this, it's easier than doing that. Or, even bigger, go and tell somebody about it. Someone that might like the podcast. I Believe it or not, that really does help. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, this is coming at you from the Phantom Podcast Network as well. To check out all the other great shows, head on over to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. And, as always, the theme song for the A to Z Horrorcast is coming at you from space. That is space without the A. Next week, we're going to be flipping back over into our, what was the other one? Home Invasion. Yep. That was one of the categories. Yep. And we're yeah, checking out what I believe is a mark pick. We're going to look at intruders. That'll be Shit, coming at you yeah. next week. So until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. You, you asked me to get drunk, and then I got drunk. <laughs>